What's up, world? Welcome to the Melanin Money Show, the official destination for personal finance, entrepreneurship, and wealth building for melanin millionaires. We will teach you the tools, the tips, the tactics, the hacks, and strategies you need to learn to become financially free so that you can be the wealth starter and legacy lever for your family. And I'm your host, George Action Palm, accompanied by co-host Jacqueline Shattuck and Carter Cofield. If you're ready to begin your journey to become a melanin millionaire, tune in, take notes, and let's go. Go, go, Five, four, three, two. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. And if you're listening to this, it's 2023. Hey, right? new year, new me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, just better version, not a new version. Yeah, but yeah, man. I'm excited. You know what's crazy? What's yeah. crazy is I haven't talked to y'all since last year. I hate when people do that. <laughs> I hate when people. Oh my god, that, that's a dad joke for real. Uh, for well, I'm a dad. Sure. I gotta get them off. I gotta get them <laughs> off. After like January 10th, you can stop saying Happy New Year to me. Yeah, the fifth. Fair, <laughs> fair, yeah. fair, fair, fair. So it's like it's February 13th and people are like, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, yeah. year. I, I've been in 2023 since December of last year. So that's why I get fed up. I've been 2023 for like two months already, like mentally. You know what I'm saying? But it's all good. Yeah, guys. Yeah. So last episode, you know, we started going down the deep end of, um, you know, love and money and relationships and business. And we like, man, we got to keep this party going on another episode because uh, it would have been, we would have been two hours in, which sidebar, like, are y'all, like some people have, like I was watching an episode of Drink Champs the other day. That shit was like, I couldn't finish it. It was like three, four hours or some shit. Like, do y'all listen to podcasts that have episodes that long? That gives I mean, me anxiety. That's a, that, that's a Marvel movie. Like, that's legit, like, Avengers Endgame, bro. Like, like yeah. but it's, what's crazy is I think, I think still to this date, the most popular episode on the EYL network mm-hmm. is a three-hour episode, I think, between Mike Rashid and 19 Keys. About masculinity, like three hours. It is three the highest hours. Hours. Apparently, people wow. like long movies. So, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, people. I mean, I, I guess it's just all relative, right? Because it's like people will binge watch content Netflix on Netflix. Maybe the episodes are forty five minutes, but they watch six of them, right? Mm-hmm. So, I guess it's. I, I guess I'm just genuinely curious. Like, do y'all like the the forty five hour fifteen, or would y'all like us to you know to hop plus. in and, and go all in for like an hour and a half one time or something? Two hours. Just curious. Yeah, let I us think, know for sure. But I think know. that I think that episode has a lot to do with I think we're just in a point where people are really evaluating themselves and like looking at mm-hmm. who they are. And I feel like that's kind of part of what we want to talk about today is like, are there financial gender roles specifically? Because then, you know, that episode they're talking about, of course, masculinity and masculine mm-hmm. energy. I feel like that has come up so many times uh, yeah. end of 2022 that it's like. Let's have a, let's talk about it. I think we should. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into it, man. I think we got a lot of, you know, dynamic perspectives that we can share on this. And I know something that people will be interested in. So let's talk about it, man. Let's get into it. So again, as we were in the last episode, we were just talking about like, if you're an entrepreneur, kind of getting on the same page with your significant other, right? Setting the tone. And so one of the questions that Carter posed was like, should entrepreneurs date employees and then should employees date entrepreneurs? Because there is kind of a different mindset with it, right? And, very different mindset. And, and there's and there's and there could be some very tough conversations that come from that, right? One of it is just like the sheer lack of understanding of the relentless commitment to the thing that you're building, right? It's like employees have this mindset, and rightfully so, right? It's like when it's five o'clock, when it's five thirty, I'm checked out, right? Like they are kind of watching the clock in a lot of scenarios, and sometimes doing whatever they can just to do enough to get that paycheck. In entrepreneurship, it's the polar opposite, right? There's going to be an extended period of time where you're doing more than you're getting paid for, right? So like there's this, there might be a a disconnect. And then entrepreneurs also are really big on, like we talked about in the last episode, personal development, right? And so if you're, if you're developing yourself personally at a rapid rate, that means you're going to be evolving into a new version of yourself. And if your significant other isn't on that same wavelength, you might outgrow the person that you used to love, right? Mm. And so that could be that could be something very interesting. What do y'all What do y'all think about that? Yeah, um, I haven't 
dated enough to know the answer for sure, but I've dated enough to know my answer. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, I think that entrepreneurs and employees speak two different languages. I think that entrepreneurs and employees see the world um, polar oppositely. Like, you know, I, I think that, you know, the things that you mentioned are very important, right? Like the personal development piece, but also just like the autonomy piece as well. Like, babe, let's be going to Turks tomorrow because I feel like it. It's like, oh, like, I got a call off. And then like, as a man too, like, you know, like I don't want another man or boss of, you know, whatever telling you what you can and cannot do. Right. Because I want to go and I want you to have the same freedom as, as me to go. Um, so it's not something as little as that or something as big as like them not understanding that today I'm working at midnight and that's just what it is. And not making me choose every night between you or the business, because if we think about it, entrepreneurs, our businesses, it's like our child. So it's similar to like you moving in with somebody who has a kid and you don't love that kid as much as them. Right. So, mm. so like, I think that. Damn, that's it, a good analogy. And I'm good. I'm, I'm good at this. Right. Yeah, no, a, no, for real. Like, you know, like if you, if you date somebody who, and they bring their kid into your household, you can say like, you know, she can say that I don't want you to be that kid's father or, or he can say that I, I don't want you to be this kid's mother, but you still have to love that kid. If you want that, if you want to have a relationship. So mm-hmm. when it comes to the business, it's like, they have to at least, they might not need to love your business as much as they, as you do, but they need to have love and respect for your business because if they don't, it's going to be resentment and you, they're going to, you're going to be picking between both of them. And often me, my business is going to win 9.5 times out of 10. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think that's here's, hard here's one, here's one perspective I want you to think about though, because I, I have a lot of similar thought processes as you in that regard, but being somebody who is married, there's, there's certain things that you just have to think about that you don't necessarily have control over. Right. So my wife works for Meta um, and she does well. Um, gets paid really Which well. is not your typical employee. like oh, oh, for sure. For yeah, sure. Yeah. For sure. You know what I'm saying? And she also has, you know, things that she does on the side entrepreneurially. And I told her several times that she doesn't have to work. Right. It was like, you can you know, do this, you can do that. Um, but she, where she's at right now, she's content and she's enjoying kind of the balance because where she's at, she really is in a space of like, she enjoys the passion around what she does outside of her business that she gets paid for. I mean, outside of work that she gets paid for it but she's not at the place where she's willing to put the pressure uh, on, on her passion. If that makes sense. Y'all have heard me say that before. Right. Um, and she just wants to do it. If she makes great money from it. Cool. But she can do it, do it sometimes she, she can be all in on it at other times. And so one thing that you also have to realize is that you have to give your spouse the space and opportunity to make the decision around what they want to do. Because the other thing is like, you, you might not have a significant other that wants to be a housewife, right? They might want to, they might have career ambitions that maybe are partly, partially corp, corporate, maybe it's full-time entrepreneurship, whatever the case may be, but you have to give them that space or you have to go into the relationship knowing that you might have expectations that don't align with that, right? Um, and so I just, I just kind of wanted to get that perspective too, because, you know, for a period of time, I was just like, yo, I'm literally, what, what person wouldn't give if their husband is like, yo, you don't got to work, but that's just not where she's at right now. So, you know, you also can't make that decision for your significant other, but I think it is very important based upon where you are in your journey with the person that you're dating, married, whatever, that you guys are on the same page about what the plan and what the vision is, right? Because if your whole vision is that I have somebody who's in a support role, right? And they're not kind of building their own thing or doing their own thing or whatever the case may be, and that's not what you want, then that could cause a riff. Right. So you just have to know where you are in that journey. I I think it's interesting because you guys are hearing two different voices right now by you guys. I mean, whoever's listening, you're hearing the 10 years of marriage. Right. Is it 10 years of marriage? It's 11 years of of marriage. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So a decade you're listening to a man who's been with the same woman for a decade. And then you're listening to Carter, who I believe is currently single. But yep, very single for, yeah, okay. for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're getting two different yeah. perspectives here as it relates to money, right? And how you should handle that with your significant other. So right. I'm thinking kind of like, it's it's interesting because, I mean, in your case, George, you're an advisor and Carter, you're also an advisor. You're, we're both in the space of money. So it seems like it's it's inherent that you guys are going to be the financial go-to person in the relationship. Like Mm -hmm. you're going to handle the investments. Like you're going to handle most of the budgeting. Like you're going to handle, can we do this? Can we not do that? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like 
that's not always the case in every situation. Like there are situations where the woman is better with money. But from like you guys' experience with other people and what you've seen, is there somebody in the relationship that should really be heading that up? Like, is that the man's role to like take on the investments, to take on whatever is supposed to? What is your guys' perspective on that? What's up, guys? Have you ever been just like chilling on the couch and trying to find something to watch on Netflix and you're browsing, you're scrolling and you just can't seem to find anything that you either one haven't already watched or just doesn't seem that interesting? Well, I have the solution for you because if you're listening to the Melanin Money Show, then I know that you care about taking your financial life to the next level. And that's exactly why we created Financial Flicks. So instead of Netflix and chill, you can Financial Flicks and chill and you can find on-demand videos across personal finance, wealth building and entrepreneurship. And right now you can test drive Financial Flicks for just a dollar by clicking the link in the show notes. Go to melaninmoney.com forward slash financial flicks and check out all of the on-demand videos we have plus all the other features that you'll get access to by joining today right yeah. like 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 yeah, i mean that, that, that's a simple answer whoever's smarter but what i would also say is especially in the spirit of like estate planning um and and leaving a legacy you you need to make sure that you're inviting that person into the into the decision making process and that they are aware of what's going on, that they know how to access what's going on. Because what you don't want is you leave and they don't know how to do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a, there was a time in our relationship in the very beginning because she's so trusting. It was like, she didn't even know how to like log in. Like, well, I won't say no how to move back up. She didn't, she had never had to like log into certain things. Didn't even like, didn't know where it was at. And I was like, whoa, whoa okay. We gotta, we gotta tighten this up. Right. Because <laughs> like, I gotta make sure that you know what the heck is going on so that if something happens to me, that you're in a good position. Right, you know where where everything is, what we have, how to access it. Because the, these life insurance companies ain't gonna knock on your door if you die, right? Like mm-hmm. you gotta like know that you had a policy there and give them the certificate. Like, like so you you gotta make sure that they're at least aware, right? The other thing important thing is you have to even if one person is leading it, you have to be operating on the same page from a philosophical standpoint, right? You have to be like making sure that hey, my money story and how we approach money is this way and we are aligned in what we're doing. It can't be a dictatorship like this is what we're doing, this is why we're doing it. it has to Because then that's how you start to have financial infidelity, right? Where people try to have secret accounts and don't want to tell you about this and that. It's like, let's get on the same page and let's make sure that we're, we are aligned in how we spend our money. Because when we first started, me and her first got together, the first year we got married, like when we were dating, we didn't combine finances. When we, when we got married the first year, all we did was combine our bill account. Like we didn't combine anything else. We just combined yeah. like the fixed account for like our joint expenses. And the reason being, I'm be honest with you, like I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't with that. <laughs> how she was, how she was do it. So we just had one account that we shared, right? Then yeah. over that first year, we started to incrementally merge. Because here's my personal philosophy. Because I think this is actually a good topic. Because some people always ask that question, like if you're in a relationship, should all the money be together? Should she have this? Should he he have that? My personal experience, I'm not saying it's universal truth for everybody, is it ain't about 50-50, this, that, and the third. It's like we have a common goal for the relationship and all of our resources should be set up in a way for that collective goal, right? And it actually was more cumbersome to try to separate it. Like, for example, like you handle the groceries, you handle this. Like, and she's out of town. I'm like, well, damn, she's supposed to get the groceries. I'm like, yeah, I, I ain't I trying to pay the rent, the mortgage, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. It became more of a headache. So yeah. I was like, let's put it all together. And then on top of that, what it did was it creates a much more transparency and vulnerability because it's like, I get to see everything. She gets to see everything and nobody can hide, right? Their money decisions. And so for me, it it was helpful, right? It was helpful to go ahead and just like push everything together. But everybody's story is going to be different because when I, we first got started, I didn't really have much anyway. So it didn't really matter. Like, well, when we were dating, we got married, I had some nuggets, but now, like somebody like Carter, who's you know much further along in his, her journey, Jacqueline, somebody who's much further along in their journey, when they decide to make that move of finding that ideal person, yeah. I would probably make different moves now than I did back then. Yeah, right. I think, I think so it's different it's, because it's going to be personal to everybody. Yeah, it's, it's it's about where you're at and what space you're in and what you're coming to the table with and what they're coming to the table with. Right. I think that to Jacqueline's point, like there's a lot of relate, you know, there's a lot of relationships where the woman might be the breadwinner, right? But um, and and like a lot of men feel a way about that. Like it's, it's crazy how right. still how many men 
feel away about their girl making more money than whether it's an employee, entrepreneur or whatever. And I think that that really places a, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it really places a strain on, on a relationship because it's like, yo, like it, I don't think it matters who makes more money. I think that, you know, whoever is smarter when it comes to financial literacy should make, help make the decisions. Like Jack, I, I mean, you're single too, from what I know. Right. Um, and, and so what are you going to do when you approach a relationship where you're either making more money than a guy or he's making more money than you, but he, you're way, you're way more financially savvy than he is. What am I going to do? Like, what are you, what are you going to try to make happen? Yeah. Like, are you going to try to take over the finances because you're a financial advisor? Are you going to let him be the man, even if he's wrong in some of the financial decisions? Like, how are you planning <laughs> to deal with that? And just yeah. lead us to bankruptcy? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm giving you the floor to let you know, like, you know, kind of how you plan on, on dealing yeah. with that. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting. I've, dated I've definitely dated high net worth and I've noticed that like it doesn't really matter what their income is they don't want you to know more about money than they know so are you gonna are you gonna shy away from your knowledge to please that person are you gonna like step into your queen energy and just be who you are oh I've definitely shied away from it like Mm. There's been no reason to come through the lane like LeBron with your shoulder. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I got, like, I don't. They ask yeah. me what I do. I'm in education. So <laughs> one of the stories that you said that really I I, I never forget because it was just a, when it, it was a story that really resonated with me and um it was hilarious. She was like, you know, you was out with a you know as a guy trying to you know wind and down. You were kind of like flex and show like how much money he had account. He had like six or seven figures in his like personal banking account. And you're like, bro, like, why do you have all that liquid money just sitting there? Like, are you serious? Like, why is that money not invested? It's like, oh shit. Like I didn't expect, that ain't the reaction I was expecting to get. And that's just such a dope story because like, you really like stepped into like, I'm, I'm, I'm financially savvy. This is stupid. Like, what are you doing? Right. And I think yeah. that, you know, a lot of guys not gonna be willing to hear that. So, I mean, I think it's interesting though, the position that you're in and how you're going to navigate that going forward. Yeah. And yeah. the other thing too, I don't want a lot of a lot of guys to think about that I struggle with in the beginning phases of like when I wanted to get when I when I thought I was ready to get married. It's like I wanted to have all these boxes checked. I was like, I need to have done this and done this and done this. Um, and before I can feel comfortable like making that decision. When I say boxes checked, I mean I mean like financial boxes, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, not other boxes. Ah, that's good. Um, and so I said that to say that if you find the right person, they can help you check the boxes faster. A lot of men kind of wait to, to make the decision because they're like, man, I'm just not where I want to be. Or there's certain things I want to cut. Now, I don't, I don't recommend that you date or get married and you're unstable. I'm not I'm not saying that. What I am saying is if you're in a decent place, you're always going to have more ambitions. You're always going to be greater, a greater version of yourself. So don't delay your experience with getting with your significant other just because you haven't checked all of the boxes off your list in terms of who you are, who you're trying to be as a man. Because I think a lot of people do that um, because it's like, I'm supposed to be here and I won't feel content or comfortable moving Mm -hmm. forward until I'm there. Because of what Jacqueline Mm -hmm. said, it's like, well, I'll just say, well, here's what I'll say. In my personal opinion, I think men men measure themselves off of three main things, right? How much money they have, how they feel about themselves physically, and how they feel about their sexual performance. That's, that's, that's not wrong. Rich, that's right? not wrong. No, no, that's how men, that's their measuring stick. And so if there's ever a deficiency in one of those areas, they're going to project, right, that on to the woman, right? If you're not performing in that area, then you're going to feel some type of way about yourself and instead of just like manning up about that, you're not going to be vulnerable about that, right? You're going to find some way to project some type of energy, but it's coming from that place because you don't feel like you're measuring up in that area, right? She might have not even said nothing. She might have yeah. not even be tripping about the performance, about the money or about you physically, but you feel that way, mm-hmm. right? And so it's very important for you to get, now again, get yourself to where you want to be, but at the same token, like not feel like you have to be perfect in your journey because most women they want someone who's going to be honest with them. They want someone who's going to be vulnerable and transparent with them. Someone that has a committed plan to improve themselves and someone that is going to be considerate and show up for them, right? In all that they do. 
That's what women want. A lot of things that men think women care about, they don't even care about. I don't want to speak for women, yeah. but they don't really care about that. Yeah. So you you over here plotting this master plan to get the Lambo, to get the penthouse, to like do get all the things, that's, and she just wants your time. So, so you really gonna try to coach me in front of all our listeners right now? That's that's what's happening. I wasn't shading you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no shade. It's not like you're coaching no me in front of everybody right now. No, no shade. I, I, so let's let a woman I, chime in, right? Yeah, what yeah, does yeah. what does what does a woman want? Because we got let's talk about high valued men. The guy, there's so many podcasts on high value men and it's the gift and the curse of the internet. Jesus Christ. Like you, anybody can get a microphone, anybody can get a camera and start talking. Right. And it's all these podcasts about relationships and that. And now we're kind of entering, you know, we're dabbling yeah. a bit, but yeah. with context. So Jacqueline, from a woman's perspective, what does a woman truly want from a man? So let's back up a little bit. You brought up high value man. And I've been having this conversation with my friends. I said, there is a difference between a high value man and a high net worth man. Not the same thing at all. Just because you have a lot of money does not make you a high value man. Right. right. The high value is subjective. Are you gonna say what, do you, what do you what do you feel like that is? Mm-hmm. Nah, I don't know. I don't know what that. That term has so many definitions between, depending on who say who says it. So, right. what's a high value man in, in your eyes? Isn't that subjected to what your values are? Like to That's me, true. to me, it's like a lot of the things that you were saying, George. Like I want somebody who prioritizes, um, like where we're going. Like, are you a leader? This is not an open invitation to everybody listening to the podcast. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying. Deal's gonna be flooded. <laughs> Are you a leader? Like, are you capable of leading? That's like the main thing on top of my list, because feminine energy doesn't like to make a lot of like really tough decisions. Right. That's why soft life has been all over the Internet. Right. Are you capable of making decisions for us? Now, maybe you can't make all of the financial decisions. Maybe you need some help there. But like, have you shown that you can budget your money up to now? Like, I'm almost 30 years old, so I'm not dating 22 year olds like at this so, point, you so, 20, so 22 year olds stay out the DMs, 23 stay, year olds, you got a shot. All right, stay yeah. out. It was a 19 year old the other day. I was like, what is going on here? You got so, shot, man. You got shot, change. High value. Like, can you lead the relationship? That's one of my biggest things because I feel like that encompasses everything. Like, is your health on point? Because if your health isn't on point, then you can't lead me. Is mm. Is your confidence there? Like, are you, do you know what you know and what you don't know? Like, are you a confident man? I feel like these things lead into you being high value. Can you commit? Are you able to commit to anything? Because if you can't commit to anything, then I know you're not going to commit to me. And Oof, if you can't commit to me, it. then you can't lead. Okay, so, passion. I haven't seen Jack in this passion. Wow. But keep going, Quinn. <laughs> it goes down to like, can you lead the relationship? Right. So, right. you're high value to me if I see the leadership qualities in you. Right. So, I have a question though. Wait, you had asked me a second part. What was the second part of that question? Oh, did I agree with that? Yeah. 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 That, was yeah. Your, that was your question. Yeah. I was like, did yeah. I agree with that? Yeah. Absolutely. So, ladies, there's a difference between and men. Like, just because you make six, seven figures doesn't make you a high value man. That may make you a high income, may make you high net worth, doesn't make you high value. I think that is part of it. I think part of being a man and part of being able to lead is being able to say, we're going to Turks tomorrow. Oh, you need to take off work? F your job. You don't have paid, paid pizza. I'll pay you. That happens all the yeah. I'll pay you. Yeah. Like, yeah. what do you make? What do you make? Yeah, 275 right. a day because you make $100,000 a year? Bet. $500, we're going to Turks tomorrow. Hop like that's the, the the ability to lead you got to have some funds so mm-hmm. this is yeah, what i'm going to ask to y'all in return can a man without money make a woman happy in a long-term relationship like Ooh, that's honest. good that's good um before i j- jump in on that you just made me think about something so like the 275 a day right one of my favorite quotes y'all probably heard me say before is the value of anything is the amount of life you're willing to trade for it right the value of anything is the amount of life you're willing to trade for it. So mm-hmm. when I heard that, it just reminded me, it was like, yo, like people really like, which is why you got to make more money. Cause like, I'll be damned if someone be like, yo, like how much, you know, uh, that's, that's just like 500. I, mean, I need two hours yeah, in your life. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it just made me think about like, yo, like you gotta be careful what you trade time for. But anyway, yeah. that's, that's another episode. Actually, we got a calculator in the Melanin Millionaires Club too. It's called the Life Value Calculator created by yours truly. So check that out. Um, but yeah, so can a man, your question was, can a man make a woman happy long-term? 
if he doesn't have money. Basically, that was that the question. Can a man without money make a woman happy in a long term relationship? Sure, you can do it in the short term, three months, maybe six months. Yeah, 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 yeah. Long term, um, you don't have money. So let's say you make fifty thousand dollars a year and you want a wife uh-huh. and you want three kids. Can you make that woman happy in a long term relationship? Yeah, so, I'm, I'm gonna put it simple like this, right? Like, and I like Carter chime in. Um, I look at money as the fuel, right? So if I want to take a in your your fuel, right? No matter how nice the vehicle, like the, the fuel is going to dictate how far you can go, right? So if you don't have money, there's just going to be natural limitations, or you don't have much money, there's going to be natural limitations on the places that you can go and the things that you can do, right? So if a woman has certain desires in the relationship and there's a limited amount of fuel, I think it is going to put a strain. So I don't necessarily know if it means he can make her happy or, or if it's going to automatically make her unhappy. But I do know it's going to place a strain on the things that you can do. Sure, there's plenty of people that make 50, I mean, those are the stats, right? $50,000 in this median household income. Let's say individuals, some people's households are living off of $50,000, right? Um, and I don't think money in and of itself can buy happiness. But what I do think is it's, it's two things. One, it's a damn good down payment. <laughs> That's for sure. And number two, uh, I think it provides options, right? And it's like a woman might have had a long day in gender roles, which we'll touch on a little bit, and she don't feel like cooking. And when you got money, you got the option to let's go grab some takeout, right? But if you, there's some people who really can't afford to do that, right? And so will that make you happy? Will that make you unhappy? And, and when people started talking about inflation this year rising, and they were saying like the cost of everything is rising, that's a rich man's way of articulating inflation, What's going on, guys? George Pong here, and I am the founder of Melanin Money, the number one brand for wealth builders of color. You know, I look at wealth building like a sport. In every sport, you got to have a uniform. And so what is the official uniform for wealth builders of color? That's where Melanin Money comes in. So if you go to melaninmoney.com and use code MELANIN15, you'll get 15% off your order of the entire store. And I think you're going to absolutely love our latest additions, right? It's literally a um, productized emotion of what it feels like to build black wealth, right? But you get to wear it. Um, you get to share the world, like your hard work that you're doing on this journey of building wealth. And we can't wait for you to join Team Black Wealth by shopping melaninmoney.com. For some people, you are priced out. I can't fill up my tank this week. For us, it's like, damn, I got to put spend 80 in the tank, 100 in the tank, 120 in the tank. For some people, I can't fill up this week. Right? I want fixed income. It's all I got. It ain't no more coming in. And so in those situations, when when life has its ebbs and flows, I think it can certainly put a strain on things. And that strain could impact the happiness, if that makes sense. I don't I don't think it's mutually exclusive. I think it's contextual in the sense that there are situational dynamics where not having enough money could really be challenging. Right. Where you have to constantly say no, where you don't have options, where you're frustrated. Like that's where it can cause frustration um, in the long term. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I agree with everything you said. And I think that the the best takeaway that you said, I'm just diving on it more. Like, it's like, you can have a nice car, but if the few, if you put an 87 in a car that deserves 93, it's not, it's, it's going to eventually have damages. It's not going to go that far. So as a man, you have your body, right. Your confidence, right. Your physique, right. Your performance, right. But like, if you don't have money, that's going to just start to chip away at stuff that you have. If you don't have money, you have to keep saying no. It's going to chip away at your confidence, right? If you don't have money, you can't, help the family eat right, it's going to chip at your body, right? It's, it's, going to, it's going to deteriorate the happiness over the long term if you have to constantly not be able to give your wife what she wants, constantly not be able to give your kids what they want, constantly having to say, no, well, we can't do this. And I think it's going to start to slowly um, dismantle your confidence and slowly dismantle her confidence in you over time. Because as you have, as you progress, expenses increase. You have one kid, you have two kids, you have three kids, mm-hmm. that $50,000 income, like... <sighs> She got the shake, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah me, me y'all real world example real quick. So like, my son has a nanny, right? And it's six hundred a week, right? And that's, and that's not even on the expensive end for some of these nannies. Six hundred a week, right? So you do the math on that, right? If someone's making fifty grand a year, you're paying six hundred dollars a week for for a nanny. How much of that is income is going? So, so number one, you're not gonna be able to have a nanny, right? Yeah. So at 10 months, we were going to do it at a year, but at 10 months, we say, you know what? He's, he's been with, he's, Madge was with him for the first six months. 
Now we have the nanny for another four months. I think he's ready for daycare. His first week in daycare. I was there. I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, first week, right? Yeah, yeah. By the second day, he got a pink eye, a double ear infection, and he ended up getting the flu, right? After being in daycare for two days. Wife said, so then we, so then mind you, with daycare, you still got to pay even when your kid's not there, right? So daycare is a little bit cheaper than a nanny, but we're still having to pay, right? While he's out. And then my wife's already contemplating, like, no, like we need to either go back to a nanny, get another nanny. Your mom can watch and we'll pay her, whatever, because she's a mom, mom. Right. Yeah. And she ain't her baby, her baby sick. Yeah. And granted, I don't want to see my, my, my little man sick either, but she's like, she ain't having it. So like, he was there two days and she's like trying to cancel Christmas. Like, listen, yeah. it's, it's a wrap. But I'm bringing that up to say as a man, it's let's say, let's say she wants to go back, wants to go back to the nanny, which is three times more expensive than daycare. Right. Some people can't, a lot of people can't afford that. It's expensive. Right. Yeah. For anybody. Right. And that's, that's more than a lot of people paying their rent or their mortgage. And so it's like, those types of things are going to cause a strain. It's going to be a challenge, right? And you have to put yourself in a position to where it's hard where you're not chipping away at that because it will as a man. If you want to say, well, can we just keep him in the nanny? You guys say, well, nah, babe, that ain't going to, that ain't going to work, man. We, we, it, we, it's going to be too tight. Yeah. Right. And then as a man, you're going to feel some type of way like, damn, I'm, I can't put my son in the best situation possible because I guess it's a money thing. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, well, I got to put them in this because it's cheaper and we can't afford to do the other thing that is going right. to eat away at your confidence. And that's going to show up, as I mentioned, and as a projection towards your significant other. And she's going to be wondering, like, why are you give me this energy? What did I do? Because she doesn't realize how you're feeling internally about your about you not being able to show up. Right. She might not even really be pressed about it if you articulate it. Yeah. But, but you will be pressed about it. You will be yeah. pressed about it. Yeah. yeah and yeah, it's going to yeah, yeah. show up and it's going to it's going to hurt the relationship. Absolutely. And Jack, I think that's, that's a great question um, because like, like a lot of people try to like play downplay money into relationships, but we're not saying you have to be rich. We're saying you have to right. have enough to make, to have options, to have freedom enough to make each other happy. And right. Mm-hmm. And whether the guy's applying that, the girl's applying that, you know, whatever, but you got to have options. And I think that money's a tool and it gives you options. And the more options you have, the more freedom you have, the more happy you end up being. Right. Cause I don't know what the status is. 70% of divorces is caused by like financial issues, right? Like yeah. if you can eliminate that, you putting yourself in a better position off, off the rip, right? You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. like you were coaching, you know, quote unquote coaching me earlier. Like the reason I'm so lock set on getting my finances in order before I start dating is because as a person that doesn't fully believe or doesn't, hasn't fully seen relationships work out for the long term. What I'm doing, since I was raised in a household that wasn't full, I'm trying to uh, tactfully negate every factor that could cause something from going wrong. Mm. You know, mm. to put That's myself real. in the best position so that things don't go wrong. So I'm yeah. right. But I was going to say, you're also keeping yourself from something that is very, very key. Okay. Yeah. This is like, we talked on the last episode where I was saying like, um, what did I say? I said, um, don't stay down for the wrong man. Mm-hmm. Right. But what you're doing by not dating during that phase of building is you're not building rapport with that woman. So you're going to get to where you want to be financially and you're going to feel set. You're going to feel 100%. And then you're going to become a little bit insecure of like, okay, is she just here for the money? Is she just here? Cause I made it financially or does she really rock with me like that? So you're canceling out that entire ability for her to build that relationship with you and rock with you when you in the O2 Honda, like to build that relationship. So Always went from the O2 Honda already. Like that model, I think like I was, I, I wanted that car. So, but you know, the little square Honda, like back in the day, like, oh, I'm a little bit older than y'all, but like, I wanted that Honda. Like that Honda was fine. I wanted well, no, Jack, that. Okay. Jack, that, 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 that. Is it still fly now? <laughs> no, no, I mean, if, I, if somebody gave it to me and like, I got had no other choice, maybe, but yeah. no. But no, Jack, that's, that's that's a great point. You're 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 nullifying, like you're nullifying. Um, you're you're solving one problem just to walk into another one, right? So, all right, I'm a, I'm, I'm gonna get my stuff together so I don't have to worry about not being financially set. It's like, okay, now I'm financially set, but now I got the problem of where you, you would you be with me if I wasn't financially set? And now you're going down this other rabbit hole of having to fix. So yeah, I mean, that's that's a gift and a curse on both sides, right? And I think that yeah. as men, we have to ask what what e- evil do we, would we rather have? Like GA, you dealt with right. the quote unquote evil of um, having to be vulnerable in the early stages by saying, yo, I can cook, but look, 
<laughs> and the root quiz ain't happening two times a week, right? That's a fact. So you, you dealt fact. with that early and you built with somebody now that you don't ever have to ask a question and she with you for the money. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side of it, you can you, you can negate that and say, I'm going to just get to the bag. But now you got this potentially bigger demon, which says that, is she with me for the money or not? And if you don't get that question answered early, it's going to be in the back of your head into the entire relationship. Yeah. yeah. And I think you just have to use your power of discernment and pay attention to behavior. Um, and I, I think we all, we all have a level of intuitive nature, right? And that's built inside of us, right? So now I think at the point, regardless of how much bigger you build your life, both of you guys, you're at a point now where you're not like, it's not a come up story at this point, right? Like it just, it just gets better. Right. That's it's a blessing. Right. So I say that to say at this point, it's like just paying attention to to, to behavior. So it's like if if the when we, if it's always we always got to go out, if you're never content with just like doing like low key stuff and the expectation is I'm always, we always got to like do out of this world. Then you probably know that you, you is somebody who, who has a level of entitlement and expectation mm-hmm. for you based upon what they're perceiving about your finances. Yeah. Right. And the real the real truth is when you realize that acting on that is what, what often happens is we try to get people the benefit of the doubt too long. And then you end up like staying in something longer than you should, which makes it even harder, right. To unravel. Right. So it's like, it's like when, when you realize that you got to rip the bandaid off, right. You can't be able, like, you, you got to remove the ego. Like, damn, I never thought she was me. I'm saying, I work out. I'm, I'm fly. Like, 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 yeah, no, yeah, gotta, yeah, 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 bro. Yeah, that's cute, now, bro. But uh, you gotta rip the yeah. bandaid off. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's it's tricky out here. It's tricky out here in these dating streets. So yeah, let's talk Jack a little bit about gender roles. Okay. You say something, Carter? Yeah, I mean, this kind of goes into gender roles, I guess. But we could definitely can go into that. Jack, my accent for a friend. If a man sets a standard early, does he have to stay to that standard? So if a man takes you out on a date and he gets your Uber black to whatever, like, and then y'all goes on a nice date, nice first date. Great restaurant, great experience, boom, boom. Because he tried to wind it down, you does he have to now keep that expectation up? And now are you going to be expecting that going forward because he showed you that one time? So I'll say this, speaking more on behalf of all women. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have a personal financial advisor that you could ask questions to to help you navigate, you know, spending decisions, help you, you know, figure out investments that make sense for you to help you achieve financial success? Well, you no longer have to wonder that because we created that inside the Melanin Millionaires Club with our flagship feature, Pocket Advisor. With Pocket Advisor, it's just like it sounds. You have an advisor right in your pocket where you can ask a real expert, real questions in real time to help you navigate your journey towards financial success. So if you want to learn more about that, click the link in the show notes, go to melaninmoney.com forward slash pocket advisor to learn how you can get an advisor in your pocket for less than two dollars a day women like most people don't know how money works right if most people knew how money worked then fifty thousand dollars a year wouldn't be the average because you we just talked about it you can't afford life on fifty thousand dollars a year you can but it's not the life of options so the problem is most women don't understand how money works right when I've had very top tier experiences of like being flown out first class and you stay at the same region all this stuff right when I've had those experiences, I understand how money works. I don't expect you to always do that because you know how much it costs. Thing. You like that? that okay. I know how much it costs. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. $1,500 a night on yeah. a weekday. I know how much that costs. So I know I've dated men who make, I'm talking about like millions of dollars a month. Ladies, every man knows what they spend on you, right? They, he can, he can ballpark. Did I spend 20 grand on you or did I spend 200? He knows what you're not getting over on him. He knows. Okay. Why do I know that? Because I'm a businesswoman. I know the numbers. I know what I spend on a man. Like I'm going to keep track of that. He's keeping track of everything that he's doing for you. Confirmed. 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 You know, like I dated her. She was $5,000. $5,000. He knows it's not, it's not a secret. So I'm trying to get back to your question, which was, um, Ladies, ladies, like I, I just don't expect that. Like, I don't expect that every single time. Now, it's obviously great if you can do that. But also, if women, we learn to financially educate ourselves, you can have the conversation of like, 
oh my gosh, like it was really nice when you did this for me. It was really nice when we went here. It was really nice when you bought me X and just kind of set the tone of expectations. Like, is this like a standard? Like, just ask. People don't communicate. Like, we just don't. Like, we just want to be like, oh, okay. Like, no, communicate, right? Because like I said, he knows what he's spending on you. So figure out if that's going to be a, you know, something that's going to carry on or if it's not. And fellas, here's a hack for you. Here's a hack for you, fellas. So women, well, I won't speak for all women because I can't. Jacqueline is a woman, so I, she, she can speak for all women. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. speak for my woman. There you go. Women, <laughs> woman. she uh, is goal, like she's like goal oriented in the sense like if she you, you give her a goal, like she can latch on to that. Like women, like she's not as long-term thinking as I am. Like I can be like, yo, next 10 years, we're going to do this. She's like, 10 years, what are we talking about? Yeah, yeah. But like if you, but this summer, you give me something to latch on to, you know what I'm saying? I can, I can commit to that. I can lock in. So a hack, fellas, if you want your significant other to get on board with something, giving, give them something that's tangible, that they can see, that they can relate to, they can connect with. So for example, like if she... If I'm like, yo, we're going to take this crazy trip in the, in the summer of 2023. We're going to the south of France, blah, blah, blah. Right. Cool. So because of that, this is what we about to do for the next four months. Right. Because, you know, you got this to look forward to. So then it's easier for them to commit to the incremental sacrifices or decisions or like not going crazy. Right. Leading up to that, because you've given them something to hold on to. But if you say we got to uh, we got to uh, buckle down because we want to be financially independent in our in our late 40s. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that sounds good, bro. But like, I mean, that, they can't latch on to that, right? So give them something tangible, like these incremental rewards, opportunities, celebrations, because then they're yeah. more likely to stay committed to the process. Another thing too. Wait, before you, wait before, you, before you get off on that one, because yeah. Kenny Conwell said it really well in the end of his uh, Credit for Wealthy People, if y'all haven't listened to that. He said it really well. He's like, women are incubators. Like you give them an idea, you give them a goal. They're able to take that and build on it. Right. Facts. So give them the South of France. Like it's going to get done. She's going to do it. That's yeah. a fact. It's a whole fact. It's a whole fact. And the other thing too is explain to them, to Jacqueline's point, how money works. Right. Because here's the thing that y'all, I know y'all have heard us all say that, that, that I advocate for. Like if you put more money in assets, Right. And then namely cash flow producing assets. Now the assets can pay for whatever it is that you want to do. So then it's like if you explain to them, hey, look, baby, this is how we're going to do it. Right. We're going to put the money over here. Right. And if we put this much, it's going to produce this. And it don't matter what we do every month, whatever the cadence is, it's going to spit off this amount of money that we can use for whatever we want. Right. So if you invite them into the decision-making process and they understand how the money game works, they can say, oh, shoot. So instead of you having to like, because if women value time, you mm-hmm. keep busting your ass and like hustling and blah, blah, blah. If we can prioritize a good chunk of that over here, it can, it can, the money can work for you. Like, you mean like it's an employee? Yeah, that's crazy, right? You can get more time with me. The money can work for us. And now, now the money can pay for what we want. Like, you, you down with that, right? So you gotta, you gotta like, show them ways that it's relevant to them, right? Because if you, I know my woman wants time, right? Like she want to sit on the couch, want to cuddle, she want to hold hands, all that kind of stuff, right? Y'all so cute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and so she wants to do that, right? So I got to speak in her language to what she's going to get more of what she wants. Period. So, so, so basically, yeah, guys, give, them more, they, give them more what they want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, give them more what yeah. they want. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. We know she's amazing. So let me slide in here really quickly. And I need to give some tips to my ladies. Okay. Give some tips to the ladies. If you are a woman and you want to date wealthy men, the worst thing that you can do is go into that relationship and not learn anything. Because when I stayed down for the wrong man, my entire goal was I kind of knew that I was staying down for the wrong man. Like, you know, you have your intuition is there. Mm-hmm. But I was I took it with I couldn't leave because it was y'all. I was young. I couldn't leave. But I was like, while I'm here, let me learn something. Because he was already a multimillionaire. So I was like, let me learn something while I'm here. Mm-hmm. And that to me is the worst thing that I can watch women date men that I know that are wealthy and they will leave the relationship with absolutely nothing. Yeah. I'm not even talking about money. I'm talking about you leave with you didn't learn not a thing. You didn't learn anything from this man. Like. Mm-hmm. 
you don't know how to make money. You don't know, like you didn't learn, like he makes millions of dollars a year and you didn't learn how to think from him. Like, come on, sis. I need, we got to do better. We got to do better. Like so you should be a recommendation in that sense, right? So it's yeah. like, okay, so you've identified that this may or may, woman's intuition, he may or may not be the guy, but you're still, still here, right? Some, some would argue that you leave at that moment, but you're saying, in, my, in the famous words of my brother Denzel, I'm leaving with something. I'm leaving with something. Right? <laughs> I'm leaving with something. Leave. I'm so how, like, what is, what does that look like? Is it like asking them like, yo, I see you do this. Like, can you show, like, you just like asking them like, game. like, what, what does that look like? Men who make millions of dollars a year are very intelligent. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you can ask them about your situation. Like, Hey, I only, you know, he knows how much you make. If he makes millions of dollars a year, he knows how much you make. Your marketing, your entry level, you make $50,000 a year. Ask him, how can you get to be the CMO of something like how can you start investing your money so that it can make money? What should you be doing next? What should be the next part of your career? And it if, if, he, if he messes with you like for real, for real, he'll even start like planting seeds, yeah. investing in you and planting seeds in you because he wants you not to have to depend on all his money. A good man, right? Once you're like, all right, babe, I want right. you to do this, this, and that because the back you get, they can spend on whatever you want. And um, but I think that's important. Right. Like, don't date somebody and leave with nothing. Like, that's just like the, the famous words of Denzel. I'm leaving with something. I'm leaving Period. with something. And, you know, that's another good point too about members. all relationships, yeah. right? It's like, yeah, social media, the internet in general has made it seem like if something doesn't go how you originally thought, that it's all bad. Right. And that's not the case. Right. Like like you can have a relationship and it was great times. You learned a lot. And you just realized at some point there was an inflection point. Right. It's like, hey, like we're you're going here. I'm going here. But that doesn't make it a bad thing. Right. It just means evolution. It just means growth. It just means whatever the case may be. And I think things don't always have to be messy. Right. You can just realize that maybe if it's a romantic situation that on a romantic level. Right. Where it's not we're not on the same page or maybe from an ambitions perspective, we're not on the same page but you can still have a graceful unraveling of what that looks like. And it doesn't have to be like, people just are so addicted to drama that they see like a relationship that's over. Like, Oh, I want to know. Like, I think I heard people say like when people like, just like don't announce their breakup or whatever, mm-hmm. like, well, y'all was public with them other posts. So this is our relationship too. We want to know what happened. <laughs> like, people are nosy. They want, they want drama. You can't you bring us into the situation and then just cut, like, cut it. Like, we need yes, to know what yes, happened. Yes, I can. Yeah. No, you can. You brought shorty. I want to know. And there has, doesn't have to be anything disparaging. It can just be like, hey, you know, like, yeah. we had a great run. It was a great time. And yeah. now she's going to she's gonna be doing her thing. I'm going to be doing my thing. We both still win it. It don't got to be drama. But people yeah. want it to be, but it don't got to yeah. be. You know, it said you should get a health checkup at least once a year. My question is, when's the last time you had a financial health checkup? My guess, it's probably been a while. And that's why we created the Wealth Health Score. Whether you're financially out of shape or financially elite, the Wealth Health Score is going to tell you exactly where you stand and what things you can do to get into the best financial health possible. So visit MyWealthHealthScore.com to get your score Today. That's why, like, I always say, like, I never get when a woman or man gets mad at the, the other person say, you wasted my time. How mm. did they waste your time? If you were still doing everything that you were supposed to be doing while y'all were dating, it didn't, nobody's time got wasted, right? Yes, you it, do- yes it is. Really? Yes, it is. If you claim that you want a wife and a long-term relationship and all this stuff. Now, you still reserve the right to change your mind, but some men will say this and they have even said it before. I had this conversation yesterday. They will say like, oh yeah, I want a woman who wants a long-term relationship. Why? Because you're going to attract better quality of women when in actuality, you don't want a long-term relationship. You don't have multiple houses in multiple countries to have one woman. You don't want a long-term monogamous relationship. Well, that, that's so just people you can feel like, like your time is wasted. You can feel like your time is wasted if somebody strings you along, they're not honest. Right. They're yeah, not yeah. straightforward, which I will tell y'all, you, you're going to get more with being honest than with lying. Yeah. Well, he was God's advocate, right? God's advocate. Shout out to 19 Keys. Say doesn't know devil's advocate, God's advocate. Right. So you, every I don't think anybody, well, I can't say anybody. Like if a man's already rich, then a woman might, you know, have the intention to like from the get go. Right. Yeah. To finesse the situation or vice versa. Right. Because it's a yeah. woman out here really getting it. Shout out to Oprah. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But. I think that people do start out with great intentions and then things shift. Here's a great example. Have y'all ever had a friend that you really rock with? Y'all road dogs, yeah. right? But then they become a roommate 
Or then y'all go on a trip. And y'all stand in the same spot together. It's like, ooh, damn, man. <laughs> like, it's a, little, it's a yeah. little different, right? Like, it's, yeah. it's different. Like, you thought that it was one thing and you got in a relationship and it was yeah, so. So that's yeah. what I'm talking about. You reserve the right to change how you feel at any point. So at a certain point, you could feel like, oh, I wanted a long term relationship with you. Now nah, I changed my mind. But I feel but like there are liars out here who just come out the oh, gate. Absolutely. Swinging lives. Right. Like So, right. so Jack, I, I guess to my point where I said I personally don't uh, understand when a woman says I wasted her time or, you know, other people's scenarios because I'm not coming with malicious intent, right? It's just like, yo, yeah. if we were growing and we were learning and and it it didn't work out, where well, you still grew as a person in the year that we were together, I still grew as a person. We learned a lot from each other, patience, um, gratitude, whatever. And we can take that to our next situation and become better people. Because I learned about myself, you learned about yourself, right? So yeah. in those situations, there's no wasting your time. But there's a lot of there's other situations where people are just lying at the gate. And, but that's up to, I think that's, I think that's up to your discernment of reading people's character to not put yourself in that situation over and over and over. Well, no, to your point, glad you, I'm glad you gave that context over and over again. Right. But where I think it's a challenge that I've, you know, years ago, right. I've never, but I've never been a dream seller. Right. My whole thing was I've never been a dream seller. Like to my point about telling Madge, I wasn't going to wind it down when we first started dating, but some dudes. You want to make a match at home. Huh? Okay. Oh, you already know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> out here. You know what I'm saying? Where the, where the fire at? You know what I'm <laughs> but there are some dudes who, like, they are dream sellers because they just want, we know what they want. I got, right? I got friends so they, who are professional dream want sellers. Quality women. Yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes friends. they just want quality sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got friends right? who are professional dream sellers. Yeah, yeah. So there's people listen. who are world class <laughs> finessers with tasteful gestures. Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so when their whole MO is, is I'm going to sell this dream, right? So I can get you to do what I want you to do. And then when I'm done, I'm done. And that's not okay. I'll admit. Yeah. But, but there's a lot of responsible men who tell their intentions from the get-go, but here's, the, here's what women have to accept responsibility. What, what, what a woman will see, they'll see that quality man, that high-value man. Oh, he was honest with me. He'll change his mind. He'll yep. eventually want to be in a committed relationship. That's just not where he's at right now. So even though he told me up front, that's not what he wanted. I'm going to stay in here because he's going to change. And that's where women or men, depending upon who's leading with that, huh. have to accept responsibility because if that person showed you their true colors, i.e. I'm not, I don't want a relationship. You can kick, we can kick it. We can have companionship, but I'm not, I'm not changing my tune on that. If they don't change their tune, you got to accept that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot goes wrong is people, they value companionship and want to be around somebody so bad that they forget that old buddy was like, nah, that's not where I'm at with it. You know what I'm saying? So we have to accept that too. That's true. No, you're right. Women do. And I'm like, look, sis, if he says that's not what he wants, he's not going to be your husband and give you your twins. Okay. Um, Love you, sis. Listen, let's help out Doreen though. Okay. So Doreen, uh, tweet him and weep. Tweet him and weep. All right. Mm -hmm. So this is our segment. We take a tweet and we're going to help Doreen Nasiri. Nasira. Okay. My boyfriend still stays at his parents' house and he's 32. I feel like it's just off to a rough start. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. He, she painted the she painted the old picture right there. I mean, I don't understand right. what else. Going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen though, okay. My boyfriend still stays at his parents' house and he's 32. He claims he hates renting, so he's saving. He'll move out when he's uh getting married. But she also says he's stingy. He's never given me money, even when he comes to my house to sleep over. Um, she said, I use all of my own money. She says, is this a healthy relationship? Hmm. Interesting. My, my thing is, baby girl, you got to love yourself, right? That's, a, that, that's where you got to start, because I don't think that's a relationship that you need to be in if you love yourself, because it's, it's like it's what we just said. Like all the all the paintings on the wall, all the like all the. The, like the pictures right in front of her and she's choosing to look around it and be like, well, you right. know, like, you know what I'm saying? I personally my man like, holding the red flag like this. Yeah. Like he holding the, he holding the red flag. Look like, out of maroon for real. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, really yeah. Red like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. There's, there's always context clues, right? There's always scenarios where like, okay, that can make sense. Like I got a buddy of mine, his whole family, they moved, he started a company, a startup, they sold their house. He used to work for Amazon, moved to Atlanta. Parents had a basement. They lived down there, whatever, right? 
So like there's, there's scenarios where in theory, those types of things can make sense. But it sounds like out the gate that like he's, yeah, it just, it just, it just, it don't make sense, right? Like he's staying yeah. at home, cool. But like, you got, you got to at least be able to like take me to dinner and if, do something. If you ain't you, paying you got no rent, rent and you can't, you ain't giving me nothing, help me out and coming to my house. It ain't going to get no better when he get his own crib, Queen, because right. if he ain't paying you now, he ain't going to pay you then. And it, like you said in that in that statement, he's not planning to move out until he's married. That means you got to decide to marry him before you even live with him, unless you go live with him as parents' crib. And again, that's just somebody holding the red flag and you kind of like... Looking, you hit the little Kim. The yeah, little Kim. Know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no. Okay, but, but she said, in quote, he doesn't give me money. Do you think that she's being entitled in this situation because he's not giving her money? If you date somebody live with their parents' crib, you ain't entitled. If you're even entertaining that conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, you're, if you're even entertaining that. Right? Yeah, you're not entitled. Now, Jacqueline, I get your point about like, like, it's like she's not your daddy. Like, like are, you, are you expecting an allowance? You know what I'm saying? I, I get that logic. Like, why is the expectation money? But I think that she's probably looking at it as a trade-off. Like, now I can't even come to your crib. Like, you can at least throw me a you little- You come to my crib and my refrigerator. Probably yeah, her yeah. crib more frequently. Often. That's the context, right? Like, yeah. so, because they're not chilling at, my, at mommy and daddy's crib, right? Yeah. So, like, you mean to me, you all my, in my crib, drinking all the Kool-Aid, yeah, right? yeah. eating all the hog malls, uh-huh. and you, you ain't throwing me no bread for groceries for nothing? Nah, champ. Uh, I've been I, in I, I'm, I'm going to assume that's the context that yeah. she left out. That's a fair assumption. That's a fair assumption. Right. That's a fair assumption. Mm. Oh, yeah. So shorty, you know what I'm saying? Give him an ultimatum. You know, say, hey, look, it's been fun, but like either either you gotta throw me some bread, like we gotta figure something out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I feel like the sun shines brightest early in the morning. And so, you know, he's already showed you, you know, that it ain't shining too bright. It ain't gonna get no brighter, you know. So love it. Love it. Yeah. This was good, y'all. Yo, yo, like this was yeah, I, I got a lot of out of this episode selfishly. Um, so I appreciate this and I, I think the audience would appreciate it well. Um, especially Jacqueline, you held it down for the ladies big time. Um, and just thinking, I think the authenticity of this conversation, I think people who are going to listen to this are going to be able to resonate with one of us, right? Mm-hmm. At a specific point in time. And I think that's, that's super dope. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, guys. So, you know, so, we always like to give y'all tactical takeaways and, and homework assignments and all that good stuff. So guys, after listening to this episode, if you're currently in a relationship, Ask yourself, have I set the proper expectations with my significant other based upon the dynamic of our situation? So if you're dating another entrepreneur, have y'all, and she's a boss too, which we didn't really touch a lot on, but if she's, if she's a boss too, or he's a boss too, yeah. are, y'all, are y'all setting the proper expectations on who's holding down things domestically? Are y'all, are y'all just, or y'all have, are y'all paying for it? Right. Because both of y'all are out here killing it. Like, mommy homemaker and mm-hmm. she working just as hard as you, but, but. You know what I'm saying? You expect her to do all the domestic stuff. So like, make sure that if you're in a current situation, whether one person's working and one person's an employee, whatever the case may be, have I been honest about setting the right expectations with that person? If not, now's a great time. Hey, we're going into a new year. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Like, let's set some expectations for how we're going to keep, how we're going to keep this thing going in 2023. So that's my takeaway. That's my homework. No, no, no. That's, that's major. That's major about the expectations. Ladies, stop helping these men build businesses that you're not married to. Like there's a lot of women who they, they are willing to stay down and they are willing to help you build. And ladies, like you can't do it without some form of, of ownership. Like y'all could fight me in the comments on this one. Like, but ladies stop. I've, been through it personally like stop helping build up these men for them to leave you with basically nothing right you need to learn but also like if you're gonna stay down for him and you're gonna hibachi at the crib like cool we're gonna hibachi at the crib but like (laughs) we're legally legally going to be building this together so um i want to put that out there with expectations like make sure you have that conversation yeah yeah my thing is just like leave with something in every situation that you that you decide to go in, like whether you're uh, a business owner, other person, employee, or vice versa, or somebody who's making more money than you, just leave every experience with something. I think the legally, well, legally or mentally, right? Or like you know, uh, <laughs> no, I think, I, I, no, I mean, no, don't no, run no, off legally. with the <laughs> don't I, run I, off with the safe. I counts. I peak counts. <laughs> um, but I think that like you know, one thing I've done. And I think that I've tried to do in every relationship that I've been in, I tried to make the person better. So even if we didn't end up right, 
they still were better than I found them and vice versa. I try to leave a better person than I came in. So I think in every relationship you get in, just try to leave with something so that you can be better in your next endeavor. Yeah. And, and also just better believe in yourself. Like never have so much of a dependency on someone that like, if they don't want you, why, why are you saying like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like my, my like like Jay said, you got you got people saying they may hove. Okay, well, so make another hove. Like, yeah. like don't ever give somebody so much power that if they're at a space, even if you aren't there yet or thought that you weren't there yet, if they're at a space where they're mentally checked out or they want to move on, that you're like, well, no, I can't because whatever reason, like, no, like better believe in yourself that you have enough inside of you to go out and level up and continue to like win in life, right? There's no scenario where someone can take something away from me. And I'm like, that's it. Like, man, they took everything I had. Like, no, what God has for me is for me. And if something doesn't work out, it's cool. Like it's no, I'm, I'm no love lost. You probably have liberated me from something that I didn't realize I needed to be liberated, liberated from. And now I'm going to shine and I'm going to thrive. And I can also do that and not have any ill will or resentment towards you. Because if I do have ill will or resentment towards you, that's like me drinking the poison and expecting you to, to be impacted. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, just elevate, Keep it moving. Don't harbor any hater energy if something doesn't work out and just continue to win out here. Let's get it, y'all. Let's get it. I guess we love the people a lot to digest on this new year. So we appreciate y'all tap in, like, subscribe. YouTube, we're almost at 10,000 subscribers to help us get there. And we'll see y'all next time. Peace. Peace. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. If you like this episode, please do us a huge favor leave us a five-star review. And if you're not already, subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend because we're providing this valuable game so that you can level up as an aspiring melanin millionaire. Again, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week.